0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, the welcome
2: we put a podcast this is your post-game instant reaction Texas Tech defeating Iowa State 41-38. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, you were at the game. Dude, talk about the environment, the atmosphere that was there at that as that ball went through the uprights, man.
3: It was uh it was pretty electric. It's pretty intense. There were a lot of people, you know, being there, it felt it felt like, gosh, this is a really long attempt. Um, But I had no idea it was a 62 yarder. I didn't realize it was that far out because I was pretty much far up in the nosebleed. So everything looked far away. But uh, Don Williams just tweeted before we started. This is the longest field goal by a Texas Tech player since, I don't don't know, 50 something years. I forgot what it was. It was something crazy. And it was 50 something yards. So, um, yeah, the stadium went nuts. Uh, They were already. You know, it was it was pretty dead the first half just because of all the reviews and it seemed like there were a lot of media timeouts um you know the crowds just really couldn't get any momentum and then of course all the weird stuff happened in the southeast corner in that fourth quarter and that really got the crowd jazzed i mean they they had already been pretty into it that whole fourth quarter anyway but from they were full tilt from there on so when that went through the uprights it was it was pretty nuts at the Jones, about about the most fun environment I've had there in a very, very long time.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go so much into, into the, the deep dive in stats just yet. But, man, that, that second half was, was such a beating, right? Like, you got a 31 – you scored 31, 31 points in the first half. You felt pretty good about it. You had some questionable uh, play calls on fourth down there in the third quarter. Um, so, so many bad calls and penalties and like, I, you all that, that was the podcast know that I, I rail on, on, on officiating all the time, but like to play, it was terrible, right? It was universally bad. It was getting a lot of reaction online. Um, but you know, both your, your the offense, uh, obviously slowed down a little bit. You got that, that late touchdown there by Roger Thompson, which was huge, um, not entirely sure what anybody was looking at on, on the officiating crew side, what it was you know on the field or in the replay, but um, you you set up for a 62 yard field goal, and the play before, you know, I was like, well, you didn't get enough yards, so now you've got to throw to the end zone, and then the the field goal again comes out, and I look at my wife and like, there's no way this is going in, right? There's no way, um. So okay, I I, I don't know how many people are watching the game on TV or listening to the radio call. I I want to want to play Brian Jensen's call over my computer. It's gonna probably sound trash, which is fine, um, you know. Because here, here we are. But this is this is Brian Jensen's call of that kick. Uh, it's about thirty-five seconds.
0: Well, here it goes. Tied at thirty-eight, three seconds to go. Sixty-two yard try. Garibay has his foot into
2: it. It may be long enough. It is a So, God. probably that voice crack there at the end of the <laughs> I, Again, I don't know how well you guys heard that. We'll have to definitely put it into the podcast this week. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> so, like, I was screaming. I, I, I'm here at the house. My wife and two kids are here. Uh, my seven-year-olds in the back of the house. Happy yell. We're good. <laughs> is is it too soon? I mean, um, how, how soon do you okay, think oh they my could gosh, get? Dude. How do you,
3: How soon do you think they could get Garibay's number up in the Ring of Honor before Oklahoma State? Do you think they could get it up there?
2: Uh, I, I I'd call the Monument Sun Company tonight. I- how, How many game winners does
3: he have? Labar mentioned that in our Slack chat, and that's a great point. I mean, he is this his third, maybe fourth?
2: Yeah, he said three or four. Um, I, I have to go back and look at it. but My goodness, dude. Like, th- this is one of the, those plays where, like, people are going to remember where they were at. And, and not, not that it has, like, you know, huge consequences on the season. Um, obviously, you get to ball everybody, which is huge. And it's not that Iowa State was some highly ranked team. But if you hit a sixty-plus yard field to walk off a game, like you, you're going to remember where you were. Um, my goodness, man! Like, I, I've never been that excited. Like, and and I, I, I don't even know what to say about it, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just felt like I've been a tech fan so long that twenty-eight to fourteen, you know, twenty-one to seven. I was still just like, ah, oh, this is. I'm, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about this. Um, I think it was 38-14 at halftime, and that was when I finally – I relaxed a little bit. So my fault, everybody. I, I relaxed just a little bit at halftime thinking, okay, we got that field goal. Uh, you know, now we're up by three scores. Feeling pretty good about that. I think we got a stop. Did we, get a, did we get a stop on Iowa State's first drive in the second
2: half? Yeah, I think it was three and out even.
3: Yeah. So, you know, you're thinking this is – okay. You You kind of start talking yourself into it when – when Cumbie went for it on fourth down the first time, you know, honestly I was with him both, both times because it was almost the exact same scenario, both times. Uh, you you know, I think it was still 31, 14 and it was just one of them was like two minutes later. And I was kind of with him both times. I wasn't crazy about the, the play call. Uh, it just seemed like he ran the same thing. Like you mentioned, did he? he kind of ran the same thing, but in opposite directions. Um, you know, in hindsight, yes, it's easy for me to say, well, obviously should have kicked the field goal there. But I kind of felt like Tech was driving, man. Tech hadn't punted all day or they punted once up until that point. No, they, I don't think they punted it until after that. So I, I, was, yeah, but, I was OK with them keeping the offense out there. Um, definitely. I, I, You know, we, we'll, we'll second guess now and go, well, if you'd have kicked the field goal, we'd be sure. But in the moment, um, yeah. I, I was all about it.
2: Well, so so here's the great thing about all, all that, Michael. Garibay keep making that field goal erases all those questions. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't have to wonder, well, what if Cumbie had kicked one of those field goals? Or what if one of those overturned interceptions hadn't been fucking overturned? Right. Like, it was so stupid and ridiculous. Earmuffs, everybody. <laughs> And we know you usually say that for a game where you lose, but good gravy, the officiating was so bad. And it was universally, I mean, outside of the possible targeting on Eric Monroe against Charlie Poehler there in the fourth quarter, everything went their way. Um, And and just to, just to, to see the salt from the athletic department, say when, when they they posted their post-game score and said, you can't take away that one or
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You, you,
2: you can't overturn that one. It was, it was glorious.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah, um, I, I fully got, I, I grabbed that on the way over. I, I saw the the Twitter the Twitter shade there from the
2: official Texas Tech football account. Yeah, and so I, without doing it, like I said, a deep dive just yet, I'm not even sure where that cake ranks in terms of, school records i'm, I'm, I'm sure it's got to be up there um I, I i don't think i've seen a 60 plus yard kick live before even in, in the nfl um and to have it done not only in college but like for your team and for your team to win the game on that kick assignment fires, it's just it's unbelievable man. yeah Crazy.
3: garibay's okay i i dug up the tweet because i saw it right before we started re- recording so Don Williams did have it. Garibay's sixty-two-yard game winner broke the previous Tech record of fifty-seven yards set by Blade Adams against Texas A&M in nineteen seventy-seven. So they that is they a
2: 45 have forty-five year old record.
3: Yes, and in a, almost a hundred years of Tech football, they've never kicked a sixty-yard plus
2: field goal until tonight. <laughs> until today. Hot damn! Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, okay, so we'll, we'll obviously talk about when we all calm down on Tuesday. <laughs> um, but, like, Donovan Smith, like, he, he, he rolled out there tonight, his first career start, and he couldn't have been, like, yes, he, he, he could have been better, sure. He, I don't know how much better you could have expected a redshirt freshman in his first career start, 25 of 32 322 yards, three touchdowns, interception is not his fault, 78% completion percentage. And he also ran the ball 14 times for 50 yards, like four yards a carry, essentially. Yeah, uh dude I was doing put up 400 yards by himself.
3: <laughs> he was he was so impressive. Um, you know, I will say I was wrong. Because I, I felt like Going into Oklahoma, there was a lot of controversy over who should be starting. And especially after Oklahoma, I kind of still felt like, well, I think Columbia, good or bad, he's the most experienced. That's where you've got to go. We haven't seen enough from Smith, but uh, we've seen enough now. And, uh, or, I mean, a lot of guys had called it before. They'd saw enough before that. But, man, definitely tonight, uh, even when he would, every now and then he'd have a bad throw. He'd underthrow or, or, or something wouldn't quite hit. And then almost like clockwork, the next play, he would throw an absolute laser. He would throw a dart and, and you just go, okay, this guy, he shakes it off. He doesn't, he doesn't let it, uh, you know, into his head. He just takes the next snap and goes to work. So I I was so impressed with him that poise to have a, to have a game winning drive with a minute left with no timeouts against a team you haven't beaten since he was in what eighth grade, I mean, it's just oh, incredible. It is, right. the, the, I mean, so, yeah, Smith is – I always liked him. He, I always thought – I mean, I was never, like, not a fan of him. But, gosh, he won me over big time tonight. Just, I mean,
2: really big time football. Yeah. So, hey, we'll get to you in, in just a second. I, I know Rob Rowe was waiting for me to talk about how great Smith was. <laughs> we, we had some Twitter DM beef uh, in the first quarter. <laughs> Uh, well, let me just say that, um, I, I, I don't care what Chuck can do. I don't care what Columbia can do. I'm all on board. We're, we're rolling Donovan Smith for games 10, 11, 12, or I guess 11, 12 now. 13, um, 11, 12, 13, baby. and 13, 13. Yes, sir. <laughs> so with that, Hayden, uh, and, and, you may have someone to join up and, and give your, your your two cents. to Just request we'll bring you on. Um, hey, give, give us your thoughts. You know, with one of you at the game, you, you saw the kick live, or just how you saw the game tonight. I just have one thing to say. Raiders! <laughs> Power! <laughs> Power! <laughs> I'm sure i Raiders.
4: Huge win with oh yeah, brother.
3: Thanks, Hayden. Man, that yeah, that was um, I think Joey McGuire would be proud of that one. That was that was pretty good for uh, for basically like the Zoom call version. We, we're doing the best we can here, but that that was that was pretty good. Uh, speaking of Joey McGuire, he was all over the place today. I know Kyle Jacobson finally got to meet him, who was arguably the uh, genesis of the hashtag hire McGuire movement. So glad that they finally got to cross paths. I did see him. I was at the Texas tech alumni building or alumni pavilion uh, before the game and McGuire walked by and we all gave him a guns up. I mean, the dude was just, if he's logging steps on his Fitbit today, he, he, uh, he clocked in quite a bit. He had a good day.
2: People that were tweeting up photos of him and at their, their tailgates, um, which is great because, you know, you shared that story from when you met him yesterday, um, this morning. Like, the dude is a recruiter, and he's not just going after high school guys, right? He's going after the fans, he's going, he's getting them on board with, with his style, his personality, his ability to make flip relationships I wanted to be like a fly on the wall for that that conversation that happened up there at the press box between Kyle Jacobson and – just just to make sure that somebody said, hey, coach, this is the guy that, that started hiring McGuire. <laughs> right, this is the guy you need to thank for the, the groundswell of support there on social media. Um, Rob, Keith, Steve, you guys want to jump on to this request, we'll get you on it here so we can uh, continue rolling through some of our, our instant reactions. Um, so I was there at the game. You were spared from the, the Beth Moins and Kirk Morrison experience on, on the broadcast. Um, and, and probably just because those may have been actually correct, but the way they kind of snowballed against Texas Tech at the, beginning of the game Um. To listen to, as it was to watch the game unfold with the way it was called in the field, and I, 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 I could have turned it off right, <laughs> and, and turned on Brian Jensen's call and mess with that, but as the game's going on, it, it, early on, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to mess with it because it was, it was so exciting. The game was going so well. Mm-hmm. Second half, I was getting increasingly more nervous and anxious. Um, so I, I definitely, like, I, I was the one, like, on edge, like, like, don't to, to walk in front of the TV. Like, this is, this is, this is the, the, the realm that's going on here. Um, that broadcast was, was difficult to listen to. Yeah, I. It doesn't sound like I
3: missed much, and, and sorry, Spencer, it may just be me, but you're, you're cutting out a little bit here and there, and maybe I am too. I, I don't know. I am sitting in a parking lot in my truck, so there's there's that. Uh, but, one, you know, one thing, we, we talked about Joey McGuire and, and um, you know, how, how great of a personality he is and, and what he's been able to generate already for this team, but we got to talk about Sonny Cumbie a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like he coached a heck of a game today. Uh, the, the He had – Two um, field goal drives with less than two minutes in both halves. Uh, I, I I don't know if he had I can't remember if he had a timeout in the first half or not. I think he did. Uh, you know we've already discussed he didn't in the second half, and we remember it wasn't consequential. But that was kind of the the big quote unquote botched moment last last game in Norman was the field goal attempt that just you know had no prayer of actually going off. But he got two of them off in um you know was it was it the final play of the first half spencer i i'm kind of blanking on that but not one but two field goals to finish each half basically uh, and, and you know we could focus on that but i just feel like he coached a great game um uh, obviously had his players ready to play they were ready from the get-go had the pump jack going i, I am all in on sonny cumby i i hope that he really gets a good look from McGuire and gets a chance to, to stay on with his staff, if he wants to.
2: Garibay kicked field goals at the end of each half tonight. Yep. Okay. Let's, uh, instant reaction. Smith's performance kick at the end. I thought... Were you talking to me? All right, nobody's talking. I'll talk. Uh, Donovan Smith, I don't want to say I told you so, right I did tell you, though, uh, <laughs> early in the game and last week and the week before. But uh, I think that – I think Keith over here is a big Donovan Smith fan too. But
0: Let's just, go. It just,
2: <laughs> it just seemed to me that the, the Donovan Smith – progression was going much more quickly than Henry Columbia. And you had Henry Columbia who could not get outside of himself, could not get out of a play, could not change anything, could not uh, make any progressions. And we saw Donovan do it twice in the Kansas game. And it's like, well, if he can do it, the only two times he's ever asked to do it, I would like to see if he could do it again. Uh, And then in a in a weird situation to come in for an injury in the Oklahoma game with no reps as first team quarterback, he looked way better than Columbia, and he looked good today. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say I told you so because it could have gone horribly wrong. But I thought that Henry Henry Columbia struggled to get to work inside the pocket, and that's Donovan's natural that is Donovan's natural gift is to feel a pocket, and I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. I, have, I know I said I have one thing to say earlier,
4: but I would like to follow Rob up on that and say that uh, before this week, I was kind of doubting or, uh, on whether he was in or not. Uh, and Rob has been advocating for.
3: yeah i mean hey, I, you know i'm, I you know I'm in there. on that <laughs> yeah i i think we're there with uh with cumby being uh, we didn't expect or i didn't go into norman expecting anything crazy i just expected the game to be played um it, it kind of played out like i thought it would even though OU had played poorly i just felt like they would have a field day on tech because that's just kind of our luck but so i didn't really hold that him. but today was just really really impressive what he was able to put together um aaron i see that you're unmuted there did you have something you wanted to, to throw in You there, Aaron? Steven, did you have something you wanted to add?
2: Yeah, uh, can you imagine when uh, Smith gets it down where he doesn't have to run to the sideline to visit with Cumbie <laughs> during every play? What that's going to be like? <laughs> Both of those guys are, are going to be super. So and and I, I know it. You know the hurry up's going to be really good once that that uh, transition's completely made. So and. <laughs> Since this is a family program, I'm not going to drop the F-bomb, but I sure wish Kirby would take a fine for these refs were horrendous tonight, and also uh, UT is losing right now, 14-0. Oh,
3: that's a good scoring update. UT losing to Kansas right now, that that would make, you know, OU losing, UT possibly losing, Tech winning, that that would make a pretty good day for most Red Raider fans. Uh, yeah, I, I I try to Spencer, you, and he'll admit it, he, he does have a tendency to over-analyze uh, and over-criticize the officials a little bit. So I try to rein him in every now and then, but man, I just felt like whatever he wanted to say tonight was warranted because it was very one-sided uh, from from the get-go. I, I mean, there was the illegal substitution, I think, that happened at some point. I had some people tell me up and down that uh, tech did not substitute on offense and Iowa State was able to sub two guys in on defense and tech ended up having to call a timeout right before the I believe it was right before the the end of the first half uh, you, you had that you had the couple of pass interferences where one guy basically tripped in front of our defender uh, you, you know the overturned interception the the interception that shouldn't have been because Koontz was, down obviously because he was physically down on the ground just felt like we were behind from, from go. Um, Hey Keith, I see you're unmuted. Do you have, have a couple things to add? Yeah. um, I,
0: uh, I was at the stadium tonight. And one thing to the point that was just made about Kirby taking a fine, I will say, and I noticed when all the mess was going on clearing the student section and all that, um, Tony Hernandez was about to get himself kicked off the field. He was in the <laughs> middle of those refs and I loved it and if you don't know, Tony Hernandez is Kirby's right hand man uh, in the athletic department and I love seeing that um, they were awful it was egregiously bad and I know there were some close calls and I wasn't seeing replay at home, um, but they lost control of what was going on there it was a total mess from the ref standpoint and, and just ridiculous what you saw but If there's anything you can say about tech, nothing unites tech, like tech fans, like having somebody to hate and tech fans in the stadium, whoever was there tonight, they hated those refs. And it got to the point where they were booing them whenever they spoke, no matter what. Um, And, and it, it really united everybody. Everybody was up West side, East side didn't matter. I love when they cleared the student section and all of them just went into other sections Yes. Instead of actually leaving the stadium, I thought that was fantastic. Um, and, and I'm here if y'all want to talk a little Donovan Smith. I am also on the Rob Bro, I Told You So Tour, but mine started in 2019 uh, <laughs> when I saw it as a senior at Friendship. But awesome night. So much fun. Uh, I loved it. Thanks for letting me unmute and talk. But um, my goodness, I haven't been that into a Texas Tech football game since 2009, and it feels good. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the, even the refs when they were when they were running off the field, just I, I can't remember what had I don't know if there were fans already on the field or what, but the refs were run, running off the field into the southwest corner at the end of the game. The Matador song may have even been playing, I don't know, but still, fans found the willpower and the fortitude to boo the hell out of them while they were running off the field by themselves. So I, I felt like that was a good unifying factor there, Keith. I agree. Spencer's back. Are you back?
2: What, what I was going to say, to be clear, though, like I've, I've always been a fan of Donovan Smith. I've, I've just recently been a little bit more hesitant to say, let's just go all in on Smith when you've got a couple other guys that were ahead of him at the depth chart. That's behind <laughs> me now, okay? We're, we're all aboard the Donovan Smith train. we steam ahead. I'm
0: going to tell you guys, you were talking about, somebody mentioned imagine Smith in the hurry up and not having to go to the sideline for plays and all that kind of stuff. When, when Smith was at Friendship that year, and Kirby Hokut's son, Drew Hokut, was one of the best receivers that year as well. He was an inside receiver. They had a package called Turbo, and they started many of the games with Turbo, and it's the fastest I've ever seen an offense play, college or any other level, and it was incredible. And if these guys and those receivers are ready to do things like that, You're talking about keeping a defense not on their heels but falling on their butts trying to keep up with an offense, just running at an incredible pace. And he's a guy that can do that both from the physical skills and just from the mental understanding of the game. And I think it was Rob that said it. He nailed it. Smith is built to feel the pocket around him. He feels pressure. He feels – even when he's moving, even when he's scrambling – he understands the distance that he has between he and defenders and how he can evade and it's incredible to watch a guy that's now 6'5" 230 you know 225 be able to evade like that it's impressive and and i think that it's not only going to get better from here for him i mean it was an incredible night
3: and you know Keith may not mention it but i will Keith is the voice of the Friendship Tigers so he calls their games it's not he he has seen Donovan Smith in action a lot Um, up close and personal so this is this is coming from a guy who who has uh, a lot of knowledge about what this what this kid can do and he has been in our ear for two years now about how about how talented he is and the potential he has and and we've been excited for it but i unfortunately i was with spencer too just like well i mean but he just doesn't have the crap he doesn't have the reps and uh yeah yeah um yeah he does now i'm good i'm good with it now no problems (laughs)
2: <laughs> so I, I was going to chime in earlier, but I guess my mic was messing up. I'm just a listener here, but just wanted to say,
5: I mean, just overall, what, what a what a Saturday for for football. I mean, that game was going about as south as it could go, and I think everyone here probably thought we were going to lose that game, but they figured out a way to get it done. Donovan looks good. Cumbie looks good. McGuire's wow. out here tailgating, slinging out recruiting offers to players. I mean, just what an overall great day. and I think we're in a good place going forward.
3: Thanks, Aaron. Agree with that, man. Thanks. I have something to add. Yes.
4: Um, I'm sorry. This is my third time chiming in. But uh, Keith was saying that they ran a hurry up at Friendship and it was the fastest they'd ever seen. And so that kind of adds to my suspicion for this game. It seems odd that a college quarterback would be running to the sideline to get plays. And this is way out of left field. This is literally just, I'm speculating. But do we think Cumbie thinks they're stealing signs or something? Like, what was going on there? That seems crazy. Anyways, I'd be interested to see what y'all's theories are. Whether y'all think it was just a young quarterback he wants to get in his ear. Or if y'all think
2: there was something else going on. i I was thinking about as it was happening is yeah it's a young quarterback and he's you know maybe unsure with the the signals and signs coming in but the other thing that i I thought was was that that could have been an even better point was that like yeah he tells him to play but he also could tell like like just a, a quick key read hey like hey watch the top safety here or you know Feel that pressure coming from the left. Just, just one little extra point of coaching, one little snippet as he's heading back out there um, that you wouldn't otherwise get when, when a quarterback is just receiving the signals in to get your, your, your coordinator and your position coach in your ear after every play. So, I mean, I wasn't opposed to it when I was thinking about how cool that could have been that he got that just extra little bit of coaching with each snap.
3: It did – now, I didn't really – I didn't think to look, but, I mean, did they do that in Norman? I can't – I kind of can't remember. Yeah, that was part of the reason I was wondering was
4: I don't recall it in that game. Uh, I think I tweeted out earlier to somebody else. I don't remember seeing it, so that's kind of why I was wondering.
3: Yeah, I I can't remember if they did or not. I felt like we would have noticed it, but, you know, there was a quarterback change – In the middle of the game there so uh they may have had to go with what they planned on and and now they've had two weeks since then so yeah like spencer said maybe if kumbi knew that he was going to go with smith he may have come up with a, a different way to do things and possibly make smith feel more comfortable but it sounds like smith would be perfectly comfortable running a a no huddle just kind of a full throttle full throttle no huddle however you however you say those words together uh captain gus i've i've seen you on here you you, you were, uh, you're muted. Did you want to throw something in before we sign off here?
5: I was just going to, uh, you know, badgers are going to badger. So all I was going to say is uh, it's not UT, it's TU. as an old ag. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, right, wrong, indifferent. Uh, tech is, uh, from back in the old days, tech is uh, is a very hostile environment if you're the visitor's team and uh, we can argue about the semantics of what hostile means, but by God, I've been to games. I'm up here in Amarillo and I go down to games and yeah, it's a very hostile environment, but that's fine. You know what you're walking into. Uh, Congratulations to Tech. And uh, boy, that game could have went either way. It was a great game to sit there and watch.
3: Yes, it was Gus. I appreciate you chiming in, man. We, it was one of those that now that it's over, I can probably go back and watch it and enjoy it. Uh, But during the time, man, I was, uh, I was a ball of nerves and I I probably still kind of
2: am. But yeah, that, that was, uh, that was something else. Not feel good about that game going into overtime. I tweeted it out. I was like, you know, you you need to win this game in, in regulation. Um, Definitely didn't see it like, kicking a 60-plus yard field goal there. So, um, Anybody else want to join up real quick and, and give their thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, just one incredible win tonight. Uh, excited that this team was able to get that sixth win and move on and be able to have that bowl game there at the end of the season. Um, I've, I've got I'm a just question really real
0: quick. I got a question real quick. This is Keith. Um, so, Shuck, Shuck back healthy. What's the conversation? What's the decision then? What do you guys think between Shuck and Donovan Smith at this point? And I know we're all riding high on the Donovan train at the moment, but what do you think?
3: Uh, I, I'm still – yeah, I mean, I know that, and I know that you're right. That this is We are on a high right now. I, I'll ask myself this question again on Tuesday, but I'm still thinking we go with Smith, just on the fact that Shuck just hasn't played in eight weeks or whatever it is. By the time uh, Oklahoma State comes to town, so that that's uh, I know I know
2: where Rob is. Rob's going to tell us what what did well, you I'm see gonna... from Tyler Shuck in the first three weeks that makes him better than Donovan Smith? Yeah, He can't he just, throw
0: it in the middle, that's for sure. He
2: was named starter. What jack of beans does that matter?
5: Well, <laughs> I, I, and I agree with both of you all. <laughs> I agree with both of you men. I mean, hey, ride the horse that brought you. And then, you know, maybe there's a time you step off of him. But right now, you ride the horse that brought you.
4: For me, I'll say –
5: that if we had lost this game, I'd probably be calling for
4: Shuck to start next game. But considering the fact that we won and we're bowl eligible at this point, just keep giving Donovan Smith the reps. And, you know, if we can red shirt Shuck and have a, you know, see how the rest of the season goes with Smith. And then if he plays well, maybe go on into next year with him as a starter, or if he, you know, if this was a one-game wonder, you know, maybe a quarterback competition in camp. We'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm unsure I'm unsure where this is going to go, but I'm with I'm kind of with everybody else. I feel like Smith has earned it, um, and uh, I, even if Garibay had missed that field goal and we lost in overtime or something, I, I still think I'd feel the same way.
0: I know that I am the unabashed Donovan Smith cheering committee, but uh, I'll tell you that I don't feel like we have any idea what his ceiling looks like. And Donovan Smith in high school was 6'4", 215. He didn't even have hair on his face yet. And now you're looking at a guy that's growing up physically, and you're seeing what those skills can look like, and you're seeing the accuracy, you see the arm strength, Um, I used to get a little flack because on the radio, I'd I'd make some comps between Donovan and Patrick Mahomes. And of course, young kids emulate the dudes that are out there in the NFL. Uh, Throwing on the run, the arm strength is still there. And I think that's impressive with him. Uh, He's got great accuracy. He's got great understanding of football. He's about as nerdy as you're going to find. I mean, he's just a, a straight up football nerd. He's a good kid. And I'm excited to see what could happen with him. So my side of that is... I want to see him keep playing to see the progression and, and what the possibility is, especially in a guy that's a red, shirt, a red shirt freshman rather than a transfer, although I know Shuck has some eligibility left. Um, but I think that there's a lot there with him. And just to put the, the final point on it from the where he's been and who he is, Donovan Smith played one year of quarterback before he came to Texas Tech. He was a wide receiver at Bishop Gorman because he had guys ahead of him like Tate Martell that were playing quarterback. He came to Friendship, played one year, and came to Texas Tech, and now has been working into to quarterback. And so I think that seeing that and knowing that this is a kid that the, the ceiling could be really, really high with him uh, if you hang with him. And um, that's all. That's my pitch for DeAndre Smith stays running backs coach at Texas Tech under under Joey McGuire and keep Donovan Smith around.
2: I'm going to the comp for you, Cam
0: Bring it on. Cam Newton, you yeah. like that more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the body size, a little more power. I always like the I, I, the the main thing with Mahomes that I always said was Donovan Smith is as fast as he needs to be, which I always feel like is kind of a Patrick Mahomes feel. There's a yeah, there's a level of that's good, but he's not a Michael Vick. You know,
5: the one thing I'll say is, is I do like everything that's just said right there. You know, you and it depends on the levels: high school to college. And then you go to the football and go to the NFL. If you're part of that 1% that makes it to the next level, Uh, especially like the commentary and or analysis that was just presented. Um, You know, you take a guy like Johnny Manziel, by God, we'd love to see him. We'd all be entertained on Sundays watching him, but he, he, He is what he is, and he didn't make it to the next level. Uh, He did, but he, he couldn't sustain it. And you take a guy like Mahomes. He couldn't make it at one place, but by God, he made it at the next, and then all of a sudden, he's a star in the NFL. We do not know what, you know, what, or Baker Mayfield, same example, where we do not know, we, we guess, we speculate, we'd love to see these young men play this game, whether that's on Saturday, and I prefer Saturdays, but whether that's on Saturdays or Sunday, we'd love to see them play. But the upside potential or the downside when they've reached their peak and they turn around and come back, back down to earth with the rest of us normal humans. Uh, We just don't ever know where that's going to be. But I do appreciate the commentary.
2: There's one more point I wanted to make that was not about uh, Garibay or Donovan Smith. Um, It's going back to the defense. We know that Brock Purdy got his through the air, but Brees Hall, guys, had 18 carries. 50 yards 1.8 yards per attempt like that is otherworldly in terms of like just the defensive performance to stop the run and, and we talked about it on the radio show again this morning but Texas Tech has a streaky run defense um, but really if you throw out the it's obviously cherry picking here, if you throw out Oklahoma and TCU the team that's run on you the most has been Kansas at 120 yards. And that game was nowhere near in question, right? Your, your rush defense outside of those two games has been outstanding. You held the Nate, like a top five rusher in the nation to less than two yards per carry tonight. And that's definitely gotta be one of those performances that you look back on for tonight and say, had that gone differently, this
5: game wouldn't have worked out as well. And that, you know, I, I wanted to
0: say real quick on that, Spencer, uh, I I think, Rob, I think you and uh, Kyle talked about that on Gambling Gauchos, especially with Krishan Merriweather as far as run defense goes. And I know sitting in the stadium, I heard his name called a lot. He seemed like a dude tonight when it came to run defense. And and I totally agree with you, Spencer. It was something special.
5: Well, and, and that is not traditional Texas Tech over the last 20 years to have the defense. It was outrun them. Don't don't play the defensive side. Hell, I'll say the last 30 years, even going back to Spike, it was outrun them, don't defend them. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing defense out of tech. That is wonderful to see.
2: It was great to see that tonight. Um, So with that, guys, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Obviously super excited and pumped about this. The results began. excited you guys could join us Texas Tech, Tech wins 41 38 on that last second field goal uh, be sure to check out the 23 personnel podcast we'll have our our next episode coming out uh, Tuesday night Wednesday morning uh, as we look ahead.
1: thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on StakingThePlanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then guns up and let the tortillas fly.